this is something people like Governor Hochul, before they decide to misuse the name of God, abuse it. Really, it's nothing short of blasphemy. And we know God is holy. Really, as a Christian, you could find her talk bordering on profane. But this is what comes when we don't know and worship the God of the Bible, the true God of the Bible. Hi, and welcome to One Little Candle, a place where genuine believers are encouraged, empowered, and inspired to be the light that God calls us to be by contending for the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his people so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. And in case you're thinking that you can't make a difference in your own little corner of the world, Yes, you can, because all it takes is one little candle. I'm your host, Rebecca Bershwinger. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hey, how are you today? I'm so glad you joined me. Today, I'm going to go off the beaten path of what's normal for me and talk about something that I usually don't get into and that is politics. I don't get into politics because, well, I've pretty much dedicated this podcast to all things spiritual because I believe that in the end, the only answer to all of our problems is Jesus, the gospel of Jesus Christ. No matter what nation or government or leader, no matter how good they may be, um, they are not the answer. They are not the answer to our deep desire for peace, for security, for safety, I guess you could say. Jesus is. Again, normally um, talking about politics isn't something that, that I do. Not that it's wrong for Christians to um, to get involved in politics, to share their thoughts and views on what's going on in the, the, the world of politics. Christians should be involved. Christians, actually more Christians, need to be involved in politics. But one thing in specific I'd like to address today, and that is this vaccine mandate. Every day just seems to be getting more and more insane as far as this vaccine mandate goes and the government's drastic overreach. And on top of that, um, I have heard some disturbing comments being given by Kathleen Hochul, the governor of New York, New York, which is the state in which I reside. So I'd like to just talk a little bit about this. Now, the, the vaccine mandate, okay, in spite of the fact that Dr. Anthony Fauci, President Biden, his press secretary, Nancy Pelosi, over and over were telling us that they were not going to mandate the vaccine and that not only that, it wouldn't be enforceable, but we've been lied to, obviously, because here they are mandating a vaccine, displacing hundreds of thousands of valuable and much needed workers. People are losing their livelihoods, their careers, their businesses because of this mandate, a mandate which is not scientifically based, okay? The people that most tout the science and instruct us to follow the science 
have once again, as they've done with gender, they have turned their back on science and they're pushing forth their agenda on everyone. Why do I say this mandate isn't scientifically based or why it's not backed by science? Because as the health experts have been telling us, um, number one, we know that those who are vaccinated are catching COVID. They may not get as sick, but, but they're contracting it and they're also spreading it. They're able to spread it. We also know, according to the health experts, that those who have actually had COVID have stronger immunity, a better immunity when it comes to the risk of contracting COVID. And they're saying a long, longer lasting immunity as well. Um, I'd like to share a real life scenario with you. Actually, it disinvolves my family, the COVID vaccine and the mandate. My niece got the COVID vaccine. She is around 21 years old, in good health. And during the 15-minute waiting period that they make you wait afterwards to see if you're going to have an adverse reaction, my niece did in fact have an adverse reaction. She started going into seizures and losing consciousness. Upon a trip to the doctors, because of what happened, they tested her to see if she had previously had COVID. Come to find out, yes, she did. The test showed positive for the COVID antibodies. The doctor told her that because she has had COVID, people who have had COVID and then go get the vaccine, their bodies don't react the same to the vaccine. And in her case, it brought on seizures. Now, I have a future daughter-in-law who works in the health field. She is a phlebotomist. She is an epileptic. She is prone to seizures. She has also had COVID. She contracted COVID, by the way, at the height of the pandemic when she was faithfully going into work, serving the public, doing her job when others were not showing up, going in and out of hospital, nursing home, rehabilitation centers, you name it. She did her job. She showed up at risk to herself. But yes, she contracted COVID. She was one of the heroes that they went on and on about, right? Well, my future daughter-in-law does not want to get the vaccine, especially now since she's found out another family member had seizures because of it. The doctor does not want to give her a health exemption, a medical exemption, won't even discuss it. I don't know if it's fear. I don't know if it's... uh, I I don't know the reason, so I I can't judge that. But the point is, he will not give her a medical exemption. So her workplace the last few weeks had been, I would call it, harassing her to leave her job. And she has said, no, I'm not going to resign a job that I love, especially when there's no good medical reason for me to do so. Because if she has had COVID, her chances of contracting it again are less than that than someone who's been vaccinated, according to the health experts. But the big thing is those that are vaccinated can spread COVID. How is she going to spread COVID any more than someone who's been vaccinated? Hmm? She's no more dangerous to the patients than someone who's been vaccinated. That's the reality. 
One day a hero, the next day kicked to the curb. And that's just not my future daughter-in-law. That's how many thousands of healthcare workers out there. It's insane. It's unjust. It's it's unfair. And, and it's wrong. And again, it does not follow the science. Now, as far as Governor Hochul and the things that she has recently said, I find as a Christian disturbing and I don't know if you could say offensive, but it certainly did anger me to hear her say the things that she's saying. And I'll share with you what she said and tell you why it has angered me so. So I guess Governor Hochul was speaking um, at some mega church somewhere, the, a Christian cultural center in New York. And this is what she said, quote, we are not through this pandemic. I wished we were, but I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. He made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say, thank you, God. Thank you. And this article, by the way, I'm reading is from Fox News. It says Hochul then showed off her necklace that indicated her vaccination status before alleging those who refuse a COVID vaccine are or quote, aren't listening to God and what God wants. She also went on to say, I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love, but to care about each other enough to say, please get the vaccine because I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. And here is my promise to you, my friends. I will use the inspiration of God in my life and fight for you every single day as your governor and beyond. Hochul also said her administration will defend the right of New York to ensure that anyone in a healthcare facility can meet a patient and that patient does not have to worry when they go in there for health care that they're going to contract a virus from one of the people that are supposed to protect their health. Again, if you're vaccinated, you can spread the virus. That's the science. That's the medical fact. But what really disturbs me is her use of God, of Jesus, her misuse, should I say. Um, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I'm going to put this out there. Some people may not like what I have to say, but I would say that Jesus Christ is not Governor Hochul's Lord and Savior. And I would also say that she does not worship the same God that I do. Why do I say this? Well, if you're a Christian, you're familiar with all the verses in the Bible where God tells us that if we love him, we follow him, we obey his commands. We love his law and his commandments. That's what a true Christian does. A true Christian, those who belong to Jesus Christ, are not pro-abortion. They do not believe in the legalization of the butchering of children in their mother's womb, the murder of children, the womb that God has placed that child in to be nurtured and protected. 
those who know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior believe in the sanctity of marriage, that it's between one man and one woman. Those who know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior know that there are only two genders, male and female, and that a man cannot be a woman, nor can a woman be a man ever. No matter how much you try to switch around body parts, or pretend, or dress, change your name, whatever, you are still what God originally made you. Every fiber of your being, your DNA, still is the gender that you were born with. God's people do not support transgender policies. They um, do not support abortion and make laws that make it as accessible as possible. God's people do not embrace so-called marriage between two people of the same sex. Okay? Governor Hochul does. You will know them by their fruit, right? That's the fruit of Governor Hochul. It's rotten fruit. I think Governor Hochul and all the anti-God, anti-Christian, anti-God's people laws that she so staunchly supports is really playing with fire when she tries to use God to manipulate people and actually cause division to, to, you know, and, and she says, you know, she needs them to be her apostles. Is she playing God? Because it seems to me like she is. I need you to be my apostles. So you're God. And, you know, people aren't listening to God and what God wants, she says. Who is she to decide that? Really? This sounds to me like just a way to try to divide people. Really, because that's all it would accomplish, is to divide people. Please, Governor Hochul, don't play with fire. My suggestion to you is learn about the God of the Bible and repent as soon as you can. Because you don't know what tomorrow brings, what the next minute brings. So, yeah, I was pretty disturbed and disgusted by her comments. And and she mentioned the love of Jesus, that we are to love each other. And she's right. And Jesus said that to love one another, right? But, you know, I don't think Jesus would say to fire people and remove their livelihoods from them, take away their jobs, their careers, because they don't want to put something in their body that really hasn't been out there long enough to know long-term repercussions. The people might not want to put something in their body that could possibly cause them harm like seizures. Hey guys, seizures kill people. Let's not forget that. Seizures are serious. People have reason to not want the vaccine. Plain and simple. People have the autonomy, should have the autonomy over their own health to decide what's good for them. What's good for one may not be good for another. Um, And I'm not saying these things, by the way, because I'm an anti-vaxxer. I got my vaccine. I got vaccinated back in March. I did it. I was listening to the studies coming out of Israel at the time that seemed to indicate that the vaccine was working and that the spread to people was even being contained. I got the vaccine in the hopes of protecting others. And I knew it was a risk taking it. And I'm still not sure if I did the right thing. I still have concerns over what I put into my body. 
if something happens to me, well, again, God's God's in control, first of all, okay? But just because I decided to take the risk, does that mean everyone else has to? I don't think so. I don't think so. But this love that Governor Hochul's referring to with Jesus, she's referring to the same love that people do when they try to um, come up against the truth of God. You know, the kind of love that treats Jesus as though, I've said this before, a 60s flower child donning a robe, skipping around merrily, throwing a peace sign and blowing kisses. But that's not Jesus, the God of the Bible. Jesus loved people enough to reprove them, to rebuke them in their sin, to command them to repent, and to go and sin no more. Jesus talked a lot about hell and people being condemned to hell for not following him, believing him, believing in him. We have to be very, very careful in how we speak about God and what we use him for. God is holy. God is also a just God and he is a God of wrath. Um, we need to watch how we talk about him. You know, I was just writing a devotional for, um, a Facebook group where I'm one of the, the devotional writers. And I was assigned to write about Leviticus, the book of Leviticus. And I wrote on chapters eight through 10 today. If you remember Aaron and his sons were named priests, but Aaron's sons, Nadab, and I don't know how to pronounce his name, Abihu, Abihu, decided to kind of, um, do their own thing when it came to, to worshiping God. Okay. No one knows for sure what it was. They either took an incense that wasn't ordained for the ritual or got the fire from somewhere else. God called a strange fire and it was something that he called profane and it offended him. It wasn't, it was unauthorized and he consumed them instantly right there by fire. Does God do these things now? Not aware of anyone having that happen to them. But but I have to tell you, that is the same God. God hasn't changed, okay? And he, he is a God of wrath. And just because God is merciful and holding back his wrath right now, doesn't mean that it will not come to fruition. It's clear that Governor Hochul really doesn't understand or know God's character. God's character is revealed over and over to us quite clearly in several places in the Bible, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But one place in the Bible, in the book of Nahum, there's a great description of one of God's attributes, and that is God's anger. And Nahum reveals that to us. Now, I know in this day and age, <laughs> the idea of an angry God or even a just God really um, repulses people. But nonetheless, it is part of God's character. God is not some sweet old grandfather up there in heaven winking at sin, you know, and just not able to bear the thought of, of punishing anyone. That is not God. As a matter of fact, the Bible even says that God is angry with the wicked every day. God's anger, the waters of his wrath are being held back. 
You ever see the Hoover Dam? Big, huge dam, right? And um, holding back an incredibly powerful amount of water. And if that dam were to break, God help anyone that's in its path. Swift and terrible destruction. Catastrophic. And right now, the waters are beating furiously against the dam of God's grace. It's leaking. There's holes been poked in it. It's been compromised. And any minute, any day, any hour, that could give way. But people don't want to think about it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to hear about it, including in many churches of all places. But anyway, Nahum chapter 1, verses 2 through 6, which powerfully depict the wrath of God. It says, The Lord is a jealous God and avenging. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries and keeps wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and of great might, and the Lord will by no means clear the guilty. His way is in whirlwind and storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry. He dries up all the rivers. Bashan and Carmel wither. The bloom of Lebanon fades. The mountains quake before him. The hills melt. The earth is laid waste before him. The world and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the heat of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire, and the rocks are broken asunder by him. Again, Nahum chapter 1, verses 2 through 6. This is something people like Governor Hochul, before they decide to misuse the name of God, abuse it. Really, it's nothing short of blasphemy. And we know God is holy. Really, as a Christian, you could find her talk bordering on profane. But this is what comes when we don't know and worship the God of the Bible, the true God of the Bible. We pick and choose traits that we like or hope he has. But I would even say that Governor Hochul is an idolater. She's made up a God in her own mind, a God of her choosing that suits her ideologies. And that's the God she worships. And again, that's a false God. It's not the true God. And it is idolatry. She wants God's love to match her idea of love. And her idea of love is um, same-sex marriage, forcing people, guilting them, manipulating them by causing division basically insinuating that they're dumb because she said the ones that got vaccinated are the smart ones. So, you know, we're, we're loving our neighbor by um, being forced to do something that scientifically or medically isn't even soundly based. Um, no, I'm sorry, Governor Hochul. You have got it all wrong. Guys, I'm just going to say it. We're, we're losing our freedoms. Um, I think we've already lost them, honestly. We have a president that talks more like a dictator as he threatens governors, you know, that he's going to take use his powers to get them out of the way. People who don't agree with him and his vaccine mandates, um, threatening the people, you know, we've been patient enough. We're losing our patience. You will do what we say. That's communism. This is what we kind of tried to warn people about. 
when you see how swiftly things have been carried out. And by the way, I would like to direct you to Naomi Wolf. Naomi Wolf is a, is a leftist. She's a liberal. But Naomi Wolf gets it. There's a lot of leftists and liberals now who are getting it. It's good to see people's eyes being open, but she knows big tech. And this vaccine passport that they want to put into effect is not about the vaccine. It encompasses so much more. It's going to encompass your bank accounts, your PayPal accounts, your medical records, uh, medical history, you name it. It's a platform for everything else to follow you, to keep track of you more than ever. This is a perfect setup for the Antichrist, right? Things are happening so fast. Our heads are spinning. I don't think anyone ever expected it to happen this fast. Even those that have been on the ball here with what's coming, this has taken even them by surprise, the swiftness of it. But the Bible says, and suddenly, and here we are suddenly between 2019 and now 2021, drastic changes, constitution constantly being broken, ignored, freedoms being taken away, dictatorship, communism, whatever you want to call it. But hey, there's no mean tweets, right? <laughs> no mean Twitter comments. You've lost the right to be parents to your kids more than ever. The schools now have more power than you do in many ways. The government, now they want to force you to vaccinate your kids too. We're in trouble as far as our freedoms go. Normal isn't coming back. I agree with the saying normal isn't returning. Jesus is that there's no doubt. How much we as Christians have to go through in the meantime, we don't know. The Bible says that we will not experience the wrath of God such as what's going to happen on all the earth during the tribulation. But, you know, it doesn't say we won't experience the wrath of man. And right now we have a very evil, wicked, anti-God government at many state levels and the federal level. It's going to hate those that represent God, those that represent absolute truth. But God has promised not to remove us from all troubles, but to be with us in times of trouble, to be with us through the fire. And that's the only answer to the world's problems is their changes of heart. Only God can change hearts. The Holy Spirit can change hearts. Hearts that don't want to murder babies in their mother's womb. Hearts that preserve the sanctity and the sacredness of marriage between one man and one woman. Marriage so sacred that God used it to represent Jesus in the church, the bride of Christ. Hearts that preserve freedom that God wants us to have. Changed hearts only happens through the good news of Jesus Christ. Repentance for our sin, our sinful ways, turning from, the, you know, repentance is turning from that sin. Worshiping the true God of the Bible. Loving our neighbor in the way which Jesus commands, but not in the way which the world twists how Jesus commands to do it. Not in the way in which the world perverts Jesus command in how to love one another because we have to love him first by the way that comes first and loving him first means obeying his commandments his do's and his don'ts standing by those living them out and standing against evil wickedness sin that's loving God we have to love him first before we can love others you don't know how to love others if you don't know how to love God first and his commandments and to cherish them and to re revere them and honor them, you don't know how to love your neighbor. You just don't. 
Governor Hochul doesn't really not know how to love her neighbor. She thinks she does. She's got to love God's commands first. She's got to love his word first and honor it. Not just be a hearer, but a doer. Then she can rightfully talk about how to love our neighbor. So let's live good lives as Christians. Let's get the gospel out there. Let's continue to take a stand against sin. Let's speak the hard truths to our neighbor in love, in the hopes that they will come to know the God of the Bible and to worship the God of the Bible. I just want to say, for those of you that are affected by this, you've been displaced, you lost your job, whatever, we are praying for you. Trust God and lean on him at this time. This did not come as a surprise to God. He's got this. And what I mean when I say God's got this is that he knew what was coming. And God always, (laughs) he has things into place even before we ask him. He works behind the scenes. You may not see what he's doing right now, but God is great at working behind the scenes. Trust him, lean on him. And for those of us who haven't been as affected by this mandate, there are people out there who, because they've lost their livelihoods, their jobs, this is going to be a great um, financial loss for them. If you still have a job, have your job and you can pay your bills and you know someone who has been affected, see if you can help them out financially. Yeah, maybe it'll, you know, a little pinch on you, but but that's what sacrifice is, right? Make a car payment for them. Get them a grocery card, a gas card. Make them some dinners. Give them a job if you're an employer or something. I know a man who owns a gym and he was on YouTube and he was inviting anyone who's been displaced and likes to work out and take care of themselves. They can't afford their gym membership now. They can come and work out at his gym for free as long as they need. Those kind of things that we can do for people. And of course, let's please, let's uphold them in prayer. That's the biggest thing. Let's step up for these people. Let's lessen the blow for them in any way that we can. Ask God how he would like you to be that one little candle, right? That light in the dark in your own neighborhood, your own family, your own neighborhood, circle of friends, whatever, your own corner of the world. Let's dispel some of that darkness. Let's help those that have been adversely affected by this insane mandate. We need to be in prayer, though, about how to walk that line between obedience to our government, where that line begins and ends, and obedience to God. Where every move is being watched and people are looking to f- to get something on us to say, aha, those Christians, those hypocrites, those those whatever, right? Um, we have to really watch how we walk because the days are evil now more so than ever. But anyway, I, I hope that uh, I've encouraged you in some way. If you are going through this, you've lost your job. God will provide He has resources. As the Bible says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to God. He doesn't just rely on your job to provide for you. God isn't saying, oh, great. Now, how am I going to help provide for this person? They just lost their job. No, God has an infinite, abundant amount of resources from places that you couldn't even begin to imagine. Trust in him. Lean on him. 
God will provide. It may not look like you think it would or should. He'll provide. And again, people, let's help those in any way that we can. Let's encourage them. Let's come alongside them. Let's hold them up spiritually, emotionally, physically, any way we can provide for them. Let's do it. That to me is one good way to fight back against this nonsense. And you know what? Pray for people like Governor Hochul and and President Biden. They need our prayers because as leaders, they're held to a higher standard and they're going to have a lot to answer for before God. They just are, especially when we misuse God. That's a very, very dangerous thing. Hey, until next week, you take care and God bless.